You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org. Welcome to another episode of Shortcomings, where we shoot the shit every single week about our favorite show, Sex in the City, in chronological order. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I am joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm giddy, exhilarated, tired. Okay. We are recording a tad earlier than usual, and what we found is, is that 9 a.m. is a bit different than 10 for us the sun is not as high in the sky like it's 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 only an hour but it feels like a whole new day i'm looking at myself now and my face is so swollen i don't know why honestly i might turn my camera off i don't think i can continue to take this on (laughs) but the exciting thing is that Mm -hmm. we today are talking about the season one finale episode 12 oh come all ye faithful Yes. And we are finished. We did it. We did it. We made it through season one. And then now we get to record season two, which things look up. They're getting better for us. We are just a hop, skip, and a jump away from the best season of the show, season three. Mm -hmm. Season two is great. And we're going to chat a little bit more later about uh, season, our thoughts on season one in general and what we're looking forward to in season two. So that'll be kind of our bonus part episode. So there's not much going on in terms of the Sex and the City cinematic universe. We're still seeing them around, but they must be doing a lot of um, set shots right now. Like they're not on the streets as much. They were like, let's give people a taste. Let's get people's eyes on Sex in the City, and then we're going to pull it back. And now you're not going to know fucking anything. But from all I'm hearing is, is that it's coming this year. 2021? That's what I'm hearing. Everyone is saying um, that it's coming later this year. And I'm like, we only have three months. Are they dropping this Christmas time? I don't. Like, Merry Christmas. Oh, my God. I'm, so I don't know. Um, I do think Sarah Jessica Parker didn't go to the Met Gala because they are still filming. And she couldn't go to a large indoor party. Like, that wouldn't be responsible. I think your cat just fell off the counter. Did she? Oh, she jumped. She's fine. I didn't know she was behind me. I'm not a good mother. I don't pay attention. Um, Sorry for that aside, guys. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But Barb is back. (laughs) Yeah, Barb's back. We missed an SJP moment at the Met Gala. I would assume because she couldn't go to a large party and not... And then be able to film the next day. Don't get me started on the Met Gala. Janky. Janky. Key. I don't even Gen want to get Z into it. Gen Z should but, not um, be in charge of the Do you Gala? follow uh, Hunter Harris? Yes, and I then, do. Of course, we'll I get the on. newsletter. I'm obsessed with her, but she I said know. basically this Met Gala isn't even worth robbing. <laughs> and that's not at all. It was terrible. But I have to ask you, because we talked about Christmas really briefly just now. Okay. And do you like The Family Stone starring SJP? I love The Family Stone. Oh my God, we should do a special episode 
dedicated to that because I love that movie. Meredith. I mean, there are many Merediths in my life. Meredith Vieira, Meredith Grey, and Meredith from The Family Stone. Yeah, because I really got to get into Claire Danes in that film. It's tough. It's, yeah. it's a tough... And that <laughs> movie's, like, social politics have really changed. But I could watch her drunk dancing for a million years. A million. Letting we should just We fly. have to admit, Sarah Jessica Parker is one of... She might be the greatest actress of all time, period. Oh. <laughs> and that's not the 9 a.m. talking. Uh, that's a real thought that you have? Yeah, I think okay. so, particularly after the last two episodes. She really gave it this episode. Yeah, should so, we get into it? Yeah, we should. <laughs> all right. Um, let's start with our episode synopsis. Carrie begins to lose the little faith she had in her relationship with Big. Samantha falls for James, but he falls short of her expectation. Miranda is dating a playwright with hygiene issues. And Charlotte turns to the dark arts to hopefully affirm her faith and love. So this whole episode is, to me, a little all over the place, but is really focused on the role of faith in relationships. Like, Mm -hmm. can an atheist date a religious person? How much faith in finding the right one do you need to stay in the dating game in general? And when is the right time to give up your faith and face reality? Which is devastating as a concept, but let's hear the monologue. Yeah. New York is a city filled with places to worship, but it recently dawned on me, the only time I ever heard anyone mention going into one was for a singles mixer. Are relationships the religion of the 90s? Uh, What the fuck is Carrie talking about? I, you. She's truly the worst writer in season one. I'm no, I was. Co- I'm su- you always say you're surprised the show got picked up. I'm surprised this column's being printed. You know what I've noticed is like every, almost every episode in season one, it's always like, are blowjobs the, or is anal the the something of the '90s? Is this the something of the '90s? It's like, bitch, relax. Like I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, is. Eating ass. Is X the something of the 90s or of the insert decade? It's not a common phrase or question. Of the 2020s. And also she's playing the 90s like anyone gives a fuck. It's it's like... I mean, it was the best period for music. Sure. If you count 1989 to 2005. Oh, that's quite a long time. Basically anything starting at Mariah Carey's career and ending at Emancipation of Mimi is the 90s in my opinion. okay. I was like, that's a big span that's a, of time. That's a wide swath. I've added six Whoa, years. Yeah. Let's chat about Charlotte, who, I mean, talk about going out on the low note, our girl, my Char Char. <laughs> She's shocked to find out that Samantha is, has this new relationship, and it really throws her confidence. What did you think about She's her devastated. going to the uh, tarot card reader? The first one, Noni? The Hanged Man, A New Awakening. You're a strong, independent woman with great success in your future, but I do not see marriage. Excuse me? I don't see it. What? I don't see marriage. Well, how can you just say that like that? I mean, what about my feelings? Honey, I'm, I'm a psychic. I'm not a shrink. Been there, done that. You've been to a tarot card reader? Yeah, I love getting my cards read. I love psychics. I love mediums, empaths. Give it to me. Love it. As someone with a Reiki healer on, like, speed dial, I can't really judge. You have a Reiki healer? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I get my energy adjusted before big events. Should have gotten it done today. I love your life. It's truly fascinating to me. What's a big event? You know, a gala, visiting oh. people, a dinner party with my friends, which can be wonderful or disastrous. Okay. Well, you know. I love that. Okay, a casual Reiki healer visit. So in this episode, we find that Charlotte would be, she'd fit right into, I feel like, the last three years in which, like, astrology, she'd be on, um, um what's that app called? CoStar. CoStar. I she'd mean, be she, like me. She'd be, like, asking boys, like, what time they were born and where. <laughs> So I could do our compatibility. Well, it's so funny. So I recently went on a date and somehow it came up and he was like, oh, so what? Do, what's my sign? And I had to like look at him and go, I really only know about this in relationship to me. I'm not right. interested in telling you anything. Do you know what your rising is? Scorpio. Oh, we. I think we talked about, and your moon is what? Taurus. Oh, yeah. We discussed. Difficult chart. Yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough chart. My mom's is really tough. Her sun is in Taurus and her rising and her moon are Scorpio. I'm like, whew, It's a girl. saucy woman. Yeah, that's a lot. Anyways, I, I like that we see this side to Charlotte, actually. That she's a seeker. Yeah, oh, she's a seeker. She is a seeker. So then they, she leaves a party early and goes to see another healer of sorts and i did think it was funny when carrie said that she went to a part of new york that's never been written about in the new yorker did she mean a part of the city with black people i think what she means is like charlotte only goes to places that are like written about like (laughs) she doesn't go to like random little spots but she almost gets scammed there oh my god when he was like you have a curse I was like, I would have paid him that hundred dollars immediately. A hundred percent. I would have been like, what do you know? It wasn't that much money. I would have been like, sir, what's your Venmo? Let's. Yeah, let's get this thing going. Let's rid me of these fucking curses. But she's been super worried. She leaves very discouraged. And her storyline, by the way, for the end of season one, is wrapped up by her bumping into a man on the street. They don't speak. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem particularly even interested in him. And that's it. That's it. That's where that we leave restores Char-Char. her faith and love. That's that's it. Bada bing, bada boom. We are done with Charlotte. That's Charlotte's season one storyline wrapped up. I do think it's interesting, right? She'll continue to struggle with the idea of finding love and keeping faith. I've been dating since I was fifteen. I'm exhausted. Where is he? Who? The White Knight? That only happens in fairy tales. It's like her whole storyline throughout the whole show. Yeah, but one of my actual favorite storylines do you remember i think it's in season five when she's doing the daily affirmations yes and she goes to that woman her and carrie yes and carrie like, and the woman's on stage her. and saying like you've got to really put yourself out there and she's like i am and then carrie's like oh she's out there yeah i love that i i think that's such a great moment and you know we'll get there so on this podcast. charlotte's going to really struggle to keep the faith because she believes so much um and of course, interesting that she has to ultimately change her faith. Her actual faith right. will need to change to get what she wants out of love. So I do like it. I struggle with thinking whether or not any of this is intentional or did they just stumble into all these ideas. But I... I'm going to say it's all intentional. Okay, we can say that. We I think we both know that season one, they really were just like, we're going to make a show and that's going to be it. Because they're like, we might not get a season two. I really want to work from the premise that this is like 
some long con Game of Thrones shit where I don't I've never watched Game of Thrones so I, I don't really know if that's what happens like, they are that doesn't feel like you Harry Potter <laughs> they're like where they're laying frameworks right. for things that are gonna pay off later okay all right should we get into Miranda okay so she's dating Thomas John Anderson by the way we should say this episode I feel like starts with the first time we've seen sex on the show like, for a show called Sex in the City, where they've talked about sex a lot, isn't this the first sex scene? Yes. We've that seen... We see a little sex in the pilot about the British journalist and the man. Yeah. And they're, like, in silhouette making love. Right. This is, like, the first time we've seen, like, Full sex. sex. We've seen, like, I'm going to use this term, and I really apologize Ugh. to our listeners, to completion. To completion. All right. We yeah. We some cum shots. So we, like, see someone to completion for the first time and by the way it's like the first thing we see we should add also that we get our first iconic carry through the window moment i felt very emotional actually when the episode opened with her through the window you felt emotional yeah it was it was just like the first i think it's the first time we've seen her writing through the window right through the window the very first episode remember but it wasn't the right window it was that shitty apartment fake first apartment that they gave her that apartment that looked like the 20-something guy she dated you should not be judging ma'am but i was like oh she's in the right apartment there were the books framing it it felt very i was like oh it's happening we're getting somewhere um but then we cut right to like we're we're in in it it. he's so sweaty he's in miranda oh my god when he was doing his little speech i was like who is this guy it's john benjamin hickey he's um he was on did you watch the big c with Laura Lenny. Oh my god, he's like on Radio Andy. He's good friends yes, with Andy he's Cohen. Good with Andy and Sarah and Sarah Jessica Parker. Wow. I also just was watching some old interview and Andy Cohen was supposed to play um Anthony. Anthony? They like asked him to come in. No, Anthony wasn't going oh, to become what he became. I was, was supposed like, to be one lo- one character. But he came in and apparently was such a bad actor they got him out of there. Yeah, I don't see that as Andy's like Forte. But what did you think of Thomas John Anderson, the playwright? I thought he was handsome. I loved him. Handsome. I loved his butt. Cute little butt. Cute little butt. Cute little tush. He's got like a nice back. I didn't really appreciate how sweaty they made him look. It felt aggressive. Well, I actually appreciated it because it added to the idea that he needed to shower. Right. I understand that. If he had not been sweaty, I would have been like, okay, maybe you don't need to shower. But how sweaty they made him, I was like, yeah, any sane person would go take a shower. Also, I loved that they made, almost like every time they had sex, I feel like there was a ton of candles lit. Candles lit. It's always the exact same position. Yeah, like he's up in there. But he's doing stuff. He's not bad at it, it No, Miranda's having a great time. And I will say, I feel like six episodes back you and I both were like yeah if you want you should shower after sex so we're obviously not would not be okay partners for Miranda we've discussed that yeah and and then I said we're going to see this storyline actually play out Chris I don't and we were both like yeah it's okay to shower after sex it would not bother me if a man showered after sex every time like he didn't even cuddle like he was like do I seem like someone who really wants to cuddle no after sex not really I'm more of a jump out the window, go home kind of guy. <laughs> no, I... No, I just think showering and cleanliness is fine. It wouldn't bother me. I think the with the quickness that he feels the need to get up would eventually get to me. I'd be like, what is going on? Really what ultimately is bothering Miranda, right, is, is that he's Catholic. Yeah. She's like, what? Which is rude. 
just a habit I have. Growing up, the nuns told us that sex was a sin, so I just, you know, got into the habit of taking a shower after it. You know, came. Oh, the nuns. Miranda suddenly realized she was dating Catholic guy. Because he's not, I don't think he really believes in it. I think it's what a lot of Catholics experience is like you grew up in it and a part of it just sticks with you forever, even if you don't believe in it. My mom is the exact same way. She has incredible Catholic guilt. It just like lives within her. God kind of like spooks up on, on her a little bit. But it's like she's so intensely upset that she's managed to find a religious man as if it's like an awful thing. I mean, ultimately, again, I don't... Are you religious? Am I? Mm -hmm. Are you spiritual? No, I would say no to both of those. I would, okay. but however, I am deeply jealous of people who are religious because I think it must be so comforting to to believe that there's a plan and that there is this something that there is this deity person thing, mm -hmm. however you want to define it, watching over you and guiding things. There are times, particularly during the pandemic, where I felt very lonely and I would imagine it is incredibly comforting to believe in something. And so while I can't get there myself, I am very jealous of those who do have that reassurance in life. Does that make sense? No, I totally get it. Because I, I kind of feel the same way. So I was just curious because I've also dated people who are religious. and But I didn't like the way... I don't know. Well, I think ultimately you shouldn't be putting your religion on someone else, which is why this storyline to me is a little weird of Miranda, because he's not saying, I want you to shower, right? His religious mm -hmm. guilt is only being impacting himself. Mm -hmm. He wants to get up. He wants to shower. He's happy for her to stay in his bed. He's not saying, I need to wash the sheets, so get your ass up. He just needs to do this for himself. Right, and he's not like, you make me feel disgusting, I have to shower. No, and it's not until she tries to put her ideas of religion on him that he okay. has a problem. But I do think it's interesting, right, that Miranda does ultimately marry an Irish Catholic man and has to have a baptism, a baptism. for baby Brady. So ultimately she has to integrate religion into her life in at least a few yeah. ways. I can picture at least while Steve's mom is alive that they have to go to church on occasion, or at least probably on the holidays. Yeah. Steve, he references God sometimes, but not in a way where he's putting it on her because he's not that invested. It's just something that he did growing up because he's, remember he was like, you know, the babies with the wings. <laughs> oh yeah, he can't, and he doesn't even really, and I think- He like doesn't really and I know. I she calls he's him out like, on that. She's like, Steve, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, I don't know. I don't he's know, like, the baby might nice go to purgatory, thing. Miranda, if we don't baptize him. <laughs> I love baby Brady. Meet me on the bridge. Yeah, that, you, sound, you sound exactly like his mom, actually. <laughs> Would you think of their breakup in um, Thomas John's monologue for the ages? Oh. Oh, really? Well, thanks for clearing that up. And what is that, the uh, gospel according to Miranda? What are you going to tell me next, that God made the body? And if God made the body and sex is an expression of that body, how can anything made by that God-made body be considered sin? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a miracle! I'm healed! Oh, you're free to go work with the lepers now. I guess this means I'm not going to hell. Great news! Thank you, Miranda. Thank you for saving my immortal soul. In her effort to help, Miranda had accidentally detonated some kind of Catholic guilt bomb. I'm gonna go take a shower. 
When I come out, I'd kind of like it if you weren't here. Oh, God, he went in on her. <laughs> he really Like, did. he dragged her. And I would, like, imagine being talked Nude, to like that. And, and you're naked. just under his white little, like, cover. I was, like, sweating a little bit. I was like, oh, my God, that's so horrible. I did th- have you ever been kicked out of someone's house? I have. Once. Yeah. Mm, I don't know so, if we should. I'm not going into that. It's some we're not going into on that, my but... part that would shock. Oh. Um, okay, we will not go there. I will say about that scene, it's one of the few times I can remember on the show where they give a lot to the man to do rather mm-hmm. than, and Miranda's just reacting. And he gets this right. really great comic monologue. It almost made me think they really like Hickey over there. They, I mean, he performed. I'd love to have seen him again. Again, me I too. love this world. Well, I don't really like season one. I love this world love of characters world we have, and I'm so sad we never circle back and like go to a play of John Benjamin Hickey's like in a later season. Why couldn't he have written the play that Smith is in? And then we so just good. see him and he and Miranda are like, oh boy, remember that. Oh boy. But um, we get a return. Her faith is a little shaken and they're at the party and who do we see? He looked good. Skippy. Skippy? He did. He looked, but I mean, the lighting was low. You couldn't God. really see him. When I saw that curly-headed fuck appear on my screen again, I was like... His hair does look just like <sighs> Irish just Catholic like, pubes upon his head. <laughs> so disgusting. I was just like, why are we here again? Like, this is just like, why? And by the way, you know this means then, because you, you and I thought we bid him adieu. I know. This means we see him in one more time. I literally wrote down in my notes, in all caps, Skipper, exclamation, exclamation. I thought we were done with this, exclamation, exclamation. But no, we're going to see him in season two. I know. I can't, I can't. Like, get rid of this is fucking gonna guy. Is he going to be in the revival? I, if he <laughs> they, is in this if revival, they brought Skipper back, I would die. I, I can't. If even he go was there. like the if he was like um a last minute like spoiler edition, like he just pops up at the end of the first episode. You know what I just thought of is Smith in the revival. No, but Smith was also barely in the second movie. That's true. Okay. Oh wait. Well, well no. Also, like, we're saying this like Samantha's not in the revival. Like, I know she's not, but like. But it would be a shock if Smith was there. Yeah, so Kim Cattrall's hatred of this show just ruined Jason Smith's check. Yeah. Coming for his bag. Oh my God. Poor man. Okay, well, let's talk Samantha. Like, I'm over Miranda. Wait, I do want to say, though, before we move on, that, again, Miranda is a real one. She puts on her Sunday finest, although we know she's literally not religious. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, they did Miranda so dirty with this fucking hat. We've spent this entire episode knowing she is not religious, and now she has decided to get dressed up and go to a Catholic church... Presbyterian. Oh no, it's a Presbyterian church just to be a good friend to Carrie. And frankly, I found it a little A upsetting that Carrie would ask her in particular. And then tell her to go ask away. Charlotte. Yeah, but why like right? Like I think because the show is now too obsessed with them being the besties within the group. Yeah. And I wish that they would have added Charlotte there because I think Charlotte makes a lot more sense and is the right friend, right, when you're trying to like believe in love and hold on to your faith within a place of worship why wouldn't you bring Sharshar? because she's not a real one charlotte is the friend who charlotte would have been like bitch you do not need to be stalking him at church it is a place of worship take your dizzy ass i know but miranda like is more grounded in realism 
And Miranda's like, you know what? She's a really good friend. Whereas I think Charlotte would have been like, girl, Carrie crazy, Charlotte the leash. Yeah. She's like, you can't behave this way. Right. If Imagine if Carrie dropped the book and Charlotte was there. Charlotte would have slapped her. <laughs> <laughs> Love my Char Also, Char Char would have had like a much better outfit than Miranda. Miranda like found that hat in the bottom of a beach bag. She just like was like, Ugh, I'll throw on this fucking hat. Also, why is everyone wearing hats to church? That's like a thing. Is it? I've never seen women wear hats. I know it's a thing in like black church. I didn't know white people wore hats to I church. Didn't know I don't know anything about white, white church. Yeah, they don't. I've been to Catholic churches before it, not a hat on a head. Well, it's a Presbyterian church. I don't think Is that's... Is that the same I, as Catholic? I almost feel like it's like more lax than Catholic, which shocks me. Let's get into Samantha. Oh, Samantha. She's had, she has met James, a new man. She's having five-hour lunch dates, which I was like, what? When he fed her that glazed donut, I... We'll get to it. Because <laughs> I have something to say about James. But she okay. shows up and she tells the girls that she's ready... For marriage. Mm-hmm. She's like, I could marry this guy. And they're horrified, but stunned, yet happy. Ladies, I have an announcement. Please don't laugh. What? I'm in love. What? Samantha uttering those words to us was an event as unfathomable as Moses parting the Red Sea. She met him at a jazz bar, and I couldn't help but wonder. Is this where the scat video started? Is this... Is this the catalyst to the scat? The origin story of Kim Cattrall falling in love with jazz, marrying a jazz musician, and then behaving like an insane person? And throwing that video up on the internet for all of us to see forever. I, by the way, when you look at the video, I think that originally aired on, like, PBS NewsHour or something. It looks like it was on, like... Re- that's a shocking thing to have done. Love her so love her. much. We'll reference it every episode. We love it yeah. so much. But I thought her and James had no chemistry. They didn't. The writers didn't write it well. First of all, I guess this is maybe Krispy Kreme was new in 1998. Was, was it? it? I don't I know. Feel like but Krispy the Kreme's idea has been of around like, since like the 20s. But she's like showing him Chris. He's like, ooh, these donuts are delicious. I'm like, bitch, you get Krispy Kreme donuts at like 7-Eleven when you have nothing else in your home to eat. <sighs> I love a 7-Eleven, but I didn't love when he looked her dead in the face. And said, an angel like you. But I think we're supposed to believe that that's really charming. And I just never bought that. We're supposed to believe that... That Samantha is charmed by this man? Absolutely That Samantha is soft and she really just wants to be an angel and have someone stroke her face. If a man ever stroked my face like that after I ate a donut, I would... No, please don't touch me. Well, we know you don't like men touching you. I I don't like men sensually holding my face. As we've discussed. And then we discover he has a small dick. Baby carrot. Okay, I'm ready. Put it in. It is in. Samantha said a little prayer that he was kidding. He wasn't. Now, I wrote this down. Uh Uh-oh. Samantha is a goddamn star. She is the star. You mean Kim Cattrall or Samantha? both but she's just a star like when they're in the bathroom and she just starts crying and it's so dramatic and funny and just her delivery of his dick is like a gherkin like there is it's so good what's going on why are you crying (laughs) james has a small dick 
Oh, well, it's not the end of the world. It's really small. How small? Too small. Well, size isn't everything. Three inches. Well. Hard. Ooh. Hmm. Is he a good kisser? Oh, who the fuck cares? His dick is like a gherkin. <laughs> so good. So good. And I'm just like, I'm going to miss this bitch. I did like the Miranda line of, um, his dick was so small it was like a lottery, a lottery pencil. I didn't know if he was trying to fuck me or erase me. <gasps> That's good. <laughs> that is That's good. a good line. That is a good line. But, and then Charlotte's like, is he good with his mouth? And I was like. Charlotte believes in love. She just, she's She wants like, to make really, it work. She's like, look, we can work around this. I know not three episodes ago, basically, I said, I don't want no man going down on me. I don't want to touch anyone. Right. I don't want to slob any knobs. So, but in that case, she was being a good friend. Right. She was trying to support. I hate this as an ending for Samantha, for a season one ending. But I know where it takes us to season two, and I enjoy that. I know, but I really do dislike this idea because if... I wish that there had been a Carrie voiceover where it was left on the precipice of, and Samantha will need to decide. Oh. But the way it's left is, is like she's crying while he's inside of her. It's very depressing. And ultimately seems like the show is coming down on this side of like, well, if you want love, you get a small deck. It's like, I don't like that as yeah. a place to end. I wish it had been more, she deserves added a more. question there rather than a kind of, well, this is what she gets. Yeah, she deserves better than that. Kim Cattrall remains the funniest of the group. Yes, very much. Although I did like Carrie's little noise when she says, how small? A gherkin. And then Carrie makes like a little yeah, noise. Like, Ew. Yeah, because she's like, well, three inches. And then Samantha's like, hard. hard? And she's like, Ew. oh, God. Ugh. So let's get into let's Carrie. Let's get into Carrie. She's out for a walk on a Sunday. At leisure. We see another athleisure look. I do have to say, I just want to talk about this briefly. You know what? Okay, this is the podcast. Yeah, to I'm going to talk it. about this it. This is the now. platform to discuss. Because no, we could talk about it later in fashion, but fuck it. Okay. Let's do a live. I really don't like in the revival that we, and hopefully we see different clothing. Carrie used to wear normal clothes. Like, when she was walking down the street in that athleisure, I was like, why have we not... I guess some would argue that's the Forever 21 dress. No, but it's paired all crazy. Like Yeah, she, like, she just looks like a normal person. And it was actually, given all the images we've seen of the revival, how we know the show ultimately nuts. goes, it was almost shocking to me see her look so simple. I Yeah, when she's in that outfit, like, the white zip-up with, like, the track mm -hmm. pants... Um, looking so cute. And a simple, and by the way, tennis. It's cute. She looks Sneaks. cute. She's like just bouncing around town with her cappuccino. And then there was the first scene with her and Miranda. Like she's just in like a pink shirt and gray pants. And it's cute and fun and normal. And simple. And last episode we talked about when she's running out of Big's apartment. She's in some cute jeans yeah. and just a slink and a black tank. And I'm like, simple works so good on mm -hmm. SJP. I know. It, it, I hope me, we see some simple moments, but we can get a lot of simple moments in the first two movies. So I think simplicity is uh, out, the fucking out the window. Yeah. But she runs into Big oh and God. his mother, who is played by Marion Seldes, the great um, theater actress and a little bit of TV and film, but primarily known for her work in theater. And it does give a certain level of gravitas to the characters seeing Marion Seldes. I'm seeing a blank look on your face like you have no idea who she is. <laughs> Never heard of her in my life. 
But I do wish they'd then given Marion Seldes something to do because she's Marion Seldes. What do you Seldes. want her to do? Sing down the street? I wanted her to be a little meaner oh. to Carrie or funnier. She's just like, she's a... But I almost like that she's just like... She's a great actress and she's a, it's a nothing role. Yeah, she's like, whatever. I don't care about you. But she runs into Big. She finds out he spins every Sunday with his mom. They go to church while she's writing. And she's initially, I think, kind of charmed by the idea that he's, like, a mama's boy. Yeah. However. However. Then she pushes a bit. She does. And I wrote this down for you, specifically. I wrote this down specifically for okay. you. Because I was celebrating. I did lots of little celebratory emojis. In all caps, I said, Chris, we get a time frame on Big and Carrie. Because she says to him, she's like, we've been together for a few months. Like, what do you mean? And I was like, thank God, I've needed She's to losing her goddamn mind. She's lost her get... fucking mind. And I feel terrible for her. I do, I do. What did you think when he put up the boundary? So, who is this fabulous mother in the hat? And when do I get to go to church with you two? You want to go to church? Well, you say that like I'm the Antichrist or something. No, sis, I never thought of you as the church type. Oh, really? What type am I? The incredibly beautiful and intelligent type? <laughs> what religion are you? I have no one religion in particular. I'm open to all. Oh, kind of like 7-Eleven? Come on. I want to go to church with you and your mommy. How about the Sunday? Well, it's just a private little thing my mother and I do, just the two of us. He does it in such a great way. This is when I text you, I love this man so much. When he transitions into want to go to the Caribbean. <laughs> The pimp game on this man strong. is so strong. He's strong. running this woman ragged. And uh, you and I would both let him. Yeah. I would also, be like, I have no interest in meeting his mom. Yeah. I felt like my heart literally broke for her in the church when he was just like, I don't want her to meet another girlfriend. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that oh, moment. Because... my God. Mother, this is my friend, Carrie. I searched her face, looking for the light of recognition. There was nothing. Carrie, Carrie. I'm just going to go and say goodbye to the pastor. It was lovely meeting you. My friend, Carrie. Oh, you show up at church after I asked you not to. What are you trying to do, test me? I mean, why all of a sudden interest in meeting my mother? Well, has a woman ever even heard of me? My mother doesn't need to meet another girlfriend. I would die. I would... I would be devastated if a man that i loved i thought we were in love and he's just like i don't want my mom to meet another girlfriend um you but have i to do think chris knows plays that line and it i actually don't think that is an unfair thing to say like i do think it's that not but we, that's just not what she wants like she wants him to yes, say that absolutely he wants her but i he, do think that the show is actually too much on carrie's side and in retrospect watching it I don't think that if you've been dating someone for a few months, you're allowed to say, hey, I am a divorced man. Yeah. My mom's clearly religious. And when he says, I don't need her to meet another girlfriend, you get the sense that she may, he might have moved too quickly in the past to introduce them and is still hearing about girlfriends from his mom. He's allowed to have boundaries and insecurities also. And I think that the show is too much on the side of, oh my God, well, Carrie is obviously right. She should be able to meet his mom. 
And I don't know oh. that that is something she gets to request. It kind of reminds me in the first movie when it is it really does villainize him for not wanting that wedding. Oh, yeah, when she wants and a big wedding. And yet he's allowed to say, I've had a big wedding. It is embarrassing. I've had two big weddings. Mm-hmm. He's like And it is embarrassing to for me to have a third. And yet I will do this because I love you. No, look, ultimately he doesn't show up. <laughs> And that's not ultimately, great. it's horrifying what he does. But I just think he's allowed to have insecurities. I totally get it. I and understand. And that the show doesn't give enough room for him. And yes, that's me out here caping for a straight white man. You just love him. And he says, we'll get there. You just have to have a little faith. And she just doesn't. She can't. She can't. She just doesn't have the faith. And she has that heartbreaking line to Miranda where she says, I can't get inside. Oh. I do wish they were standing outside of the church. Why? There would just be like a certain level of, I can't get inside of him. Like he would be represented by the church. church. Oh, I got it. The show will get a little smarter about things like that later. Visual moments adding to the dialogue. Like when she says, I'm so out of here to him in the hospital. And then the door literally opens behind her. Oh, wow. You're good at like remembering little things like that. I just felt really sad for her, but I will say I loved her plain look. And I felt sad for him. Because it's the idea that they just are really bad at communicating with each other. Like they both want the same things, but they're But I don't know that they at- are bad at communicating. He she's not listening to him. Nope. But he's not saying like Carrie, I he's want to He's literally saying, with you. "Look, I don't want my mother to meet you until I until I decide I love you." Just because she is in love with him does not mean she gets to dictate every everything that he I'm has such a to feel. Bitch. I am like it is okay for her to be in love with him, but she cannot make him feel the same things. Yeah. You either have to wait or give up. And Carrie gave up. But I do think it's very sad when she says I can't get inside. Look, Sarah Jessica Parker's a great actress. Best actress of our time. I mean, we were all running around buying nameplate necklaces acting a fool all because this woman is that charismatic and that great of an actress you're not wrong. not because carrie makes any goddamn sense i get what you're saying i hear you i understand i just part of me just feels like just really sad for her oh absolutely no i mean it was a very depressing moment i will say i felt actually even worse for her when then they go to the opening of they go to that gay bar in a church Oh. And she's with Stanford and his new boyfriend, Alon. Yeah. And I actually think Sarah Jessica Parker's doing good work there. And I wish, again, I think later the show would be more explicit and say, it was hard for me to see Stanford like this. Or, because I think what we're meant to see is like he, Stanford has this new boyfriend and they're already so close. Mm-hmm. It is so easy for him to introduce me to, for Stanford to introduce me to Alon. Mm-hmm. They're very comfortable around each other. And when they kiss, they cut to her and she just looks so downtrodden. Yeah. Like, I just don't have that. Right. And that's what she wants. But then we cut to Carrie. She's waiting for Big. She's in an adorable outfit. Adorable outfit. Not sure if it's right for the Caribbean. Not striking me as like a good plane outfit. But I'll. She's got quite a hat box. It's very 
It looked very Parisian. Yes, I did. I I instantly noted like, does she just think anytime she gets on a plane, she's going to Paris? What yeah. bitch? She's like, always in that like that silhouette on Carrie is like very. It we see it all the time. She should have been wearing what we saw her earlier in church. That's how I go when she sees big outside the church. Oh, that's how I ride on planes at leisure all day. But she might be from the older generation where dressing up for plane rides. I was rides. just about oh, to say that. We're playing her older generation. She's 32. Yeah, but I think that generation, and one obviously not us, like, no, they we're wear trash on jeans, planes. they wear out, like, they wear outfits. I look, I am in the, I'm in the most comfortable clothes I own on a plane. I mean, I will wear, like, the most adorable Ivy Park sweatsuit or my Adidas tracksuits, but, um, so it's a look. But it's not, like, I'm not, like, going, it's not you fancy. You don't have a hat box? No. Okay. Like, she looks, like, what the Mary Tyler Moore is going on. Yeah, it's, it's, but I really liked it. I did note that I was, like, we're she going on a She looked adorable. And I love when she popped her head out the window. You can tell she's pacing around the apartment, kind of nervous yeah. to, to do this. And she tells him she can't go on vacation without some clarity. Wait, wait, wait. Put them down a second. Just put them down. Okay. What? I need a sign. I mean, you told me to have faith, but see, um, I'm kind of losing mine, so... So... I need a sign. And it is heartbreaking devastating both sides because you could tell he's like sad and confused and he's never looked better casual oh, big casual big with that button down my legs were on the wall i was turned on I, on the wall i was uh, whoa it reminded me of like nick parker from parent trap how they always had him and like a button down and a t-shirt and he just looked so hot walking around his vineyard like that that is the i like big like that nick parker mm, a man hot enough to forget dennis quaid is a republican Ugh. and hot enough to forget that dennis quaid looks like dennis quaid what he now. looks like now <laughs> not a good time <laughs> Not a good time. Um, but, you know, she has the classic line that'll, of course, be referenced back in the finale. Just tell me I'm the one. Yeah. And she says, I love you to him, she which does. we have not seen yet. So it's And it's it is sad so, the way she says it. Like, it's like she's it's saying so it. It's so sad that she sad. says it to him while they're breaking up. That's good writing. That's good contrast. It's just sad all around. I was like, oh. But then it got me excited because I was like, now we're in like a good place for season two. Like now, what we're... did you think? Where do you where do you think Big goes after he leaves? Do you think he goes on the trip? Yes. Big goes to the Caribbean. I actually couldn't stop thinking about Big when he broke when he breaks up with the movie star. He actually doesn't handle breakups well. No. So I think he went, but he has a sad boy. He has a sad boy Caribbean trip. He does. I think. Like he has lots of sad. This is his certified lover boy. This... Um, <laughs> This is moment. just like he, he goes. He's drinking scotch alone in his hotel room, yeah. looking out the window, like the male version of Big Little Lies. Yeah, he's not going like you know on a catamaran. But I want to chat for a second before we finish okay. about her final monologue. Okay. After he left, I cried for a week, and then I realized I do have faith. Faith in myself. Faith that I would one day meet someone who would be sure that I was the one. Still in my heart you be. 
so it ends a i i, I really loved it it actually it mirrors the ending of the pilot mm-hmm. we end just on her face staring directly into the camera mm-hmm. with a certain hopefully resolute belief that yeah it's like optimistic she will find someone it's a little depressing that the person she found is the man who just left yeah and not any of the other suitors who um didn't run her as ragged but hey that's tv it's for you showbiz but i thought it was a really lovely ending and i just think you know sarah jessica parker is a pretty tremendous actress because it's not that well written i do have to yes. say like it's a little like the way that you just yes girl like okay i believe in myself it's like do you yeah no i should you i I get what you're saying. I just really love how much you love Sarah Jessica Parker's acting. She is a great actress. Okay. I Then I, go watch her in the First Wives Club where she's such a bitch. Such a bitch. And she reminded me her hair in last week's episode where she's in the cowgirl hat reminded me of her hair in um, First Wives Club. Like the long, like straight, like kind of curl at the end. I don't know. So what did you think of this episode as a finale for season one? I thought it was good in terms of where it leaves the women how we might pick up like take out like if you had seen this episode and did not know what was coming would you come back for season two yes i would for carrie's storyline the other three i'm like what the fuck's going on yeah only for carrie i mean we leave miranda in bed with skipper that's disgusting charlotte almost you know got charlotte just bumped into a man i was like okay and samantha's crying while getting boned (laughs) Like, it was, it's depressing on all fronts. But it's not even depressing. It's just kind of like, we can't really think about what to, what to do with them. Yeah. But I know where it leads us. I'm excited for the premiere of season two. I like that episode a lot. I thought you hated Take Me to the Ball Game. You text me once how much you hate that episode. Did I? I'll be pulling up that text for the, the next recording. I personally have to say that I thought that as a finale, great carry stuff, great big. I think it's a beautiful last scene. I don't care for the jazz music they're playing. That song, well, no, it's not jazz music. That song is a little too on the nose for me. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they get away from that. Well, actually, no, they don't, because there are some shocking music choices in the actual series finale. That French rap song. The is French so rap. We'll get there, but I know it's... In 17 years, we'll get to that. And that, we got the love. I text you that that song came on while I was out. I was like, this show's fucking everywhere. Um, (laughs) In a hopeless place, for sure. Yeah. I wonder if they'll use contemporary music in the revival. Like, are we going to hear, like, a Casey Musgraves, Taylor Swift? That's a great question. I really don't want them to. I hope they don't. Like, I just think it would be jarring. I, I also just don't think it would, like, fit... No. I don't know. I Carrie is pretty evermore to me. What's your favorite look? <sighs> I thought Carrie looked adorable at the end. Yeah. I didn't really care about any of the fashion in this episode. I Oh, wait. No, I did really like her dress when they went to church. That And I do, I, I think of her in that dress often. Oh. I obviously agree with you. I like her outfit at the end, but I also paid attention and I really liked Charlotte. Oh, you paid attention for once? Yeah. Um, what was that like was it taxing um anyways i really liked it was like very brief and we only saw it from like here up is like charlotte's green dress that she wore at drinks with the girls when samantha said that she's in love with james it just like looked cute on char char i enjoyed yeah and miranda was naked the whole episode (laughs) yes just she had a cover over her 
the main, my favorite fashion of the whole season, that plaid jacket from plaid a few jacket, episodes ago. That with... blue and yellow plaid jacket. Beautiful. Gorgeous. A stunning piece. It's like amazing. And of course you loved the fur coat. I feel similarly to that. And that fur coat comes up in the premiere of season two. It's very Oh, cool. that fur coat's definitely going to be in the revival. Oh my God. Kill me. What'd you think of the men this episode? So we had Big, Stanford, Skipper, James, Thomas John, and Elaine. Alon. Thomas John. Or no, not Thomas John. Oh, I'm Thomas John. Oh no, John. yeah, I am. I had to think. Yeah. Thomas John for sure. Thomas John for sure. And who are you fucking for season one? Who's your... Who's your guy of all season one? I mean, it's a clear choice, right? Skipper. Uh, no. No, it's got to be big. Is it? For me, big is the guy. It's big. I mean. Bigger, bigger die. Bigger die. There were episodes without him that we basically couldn't even watch. We were like, what the fuck is this? He needs to be in every episode. The thesis of this podcast is we only like this show for Mr. Big. <laughs> And then if not him, I would say Capote Duncan, my my episode one king. Do you have any hot takes for this episode or the season as a whole? I mean, listen, it's not Uh-oh. the best season we've seen of television. It's the only one we've seen so far on this podcast. But we're moving on to season two. I don't know. It's not a hot take. It's just I'm, I'm just excited to move on. Yeah, my hot take would be while I wholly think and this will be interesting as we go forward that this is the worst season of the show as we have rewatched this some of my favorite moments of the show i've really i mean i think that carrie on the carrie outside after big leaves is beautiful mm-hmm. i think her in you the episode where floating she's cons- at one point is beautiful no that's awful okay but her in the park where she's talking, where she's strangely watching children. But I think that monologue about kids is really a great piece of writing for the show. Mm-hmm. I think the chemistry very early on in the first two episodes between Big and Carrie is so great when he says to her in the cafe, eventually you just want to be with someone who makes you laugh. Like there's there are great moments mm-hmm. in season one that really I forget about because overall it's a bit of a mess. But I'm not going to fully drag it because there's some good stuff there. Someone who's not going to fully drag it has rated many of these episodes 1 out of 10. Yes, but I did give the last one 8.5. That's true, but the other ones? I think The Drought is an all-time great episode of Sex and the City. So did you? what was your favorite episode this season? My favorite episode... I mean, I just revealed mine, I guess. The Drought. Is it lame if I say the finale? Because I really like no. the tension and the talking between Big and Carrie and how, like, we see more the cracks with them. Because for me, I've said this before, I feel like they communicate in different ways. And it's, they're missing each other. Like, the way to describe it is, like, he's at the front of the park, she thinks she's at the front of the park, but they're in the same park. Yeah, we all saw that episode. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's their relationship in a nutshell. And it's I like watching that. Because Sarah Jessica Parker is a great actress. She's the fucking best, guys. Meryl Streep wishes. Viola Davis who? Viola Davis who? Um, my favorite episode was definitely The Drought. And I'd have to say my favorite arc would probably have to be Carrie and Big's relationship. Just because I don't think the other girls quite have a full arc yet um they had just individual episodes and sometimes they weren't even in episodes the second arc is skipper and miranda 
Yeah, and I, I, I can't abide by it. I'm sorry. No, we, uh, we can't even talk about him. I'm excited to see Miranda with and Steve. Steve. Ugh. I'm excited to fight with you about it. I don't really know what Charlotte's up to in season two, and so I'm excited. She dates to, a lot. Um, yeah, I know we're gonna introduce like Samantha is like really she's going through him in season she two. Is. She's she's gonna put the sex and sex in the city. But in season she's two. also like they don't portray her as this insecure person in season two. No, like, I think she's they really very... we really get to see her strength and her really leaning into her sexuality in season two. Yeah, um, where she's just talked about it in the first season but we're gonna get it we're gonna see it yeah we're gonna see those breasts we saw in that one episode a lot in season two the abs that body her body wow and then of course i'm looking forward to big coming back yes i mean obviously who is i'm you know what i'm really excited for is that oh my god are you excited for the jazz guy the add guy I i'm so excited for him hate him he, give, he makes me so nervous, but I do think we'll also have to make sure we're very sensitive there because I think that the portrayal of ADD there is maybe a little not... And Carrie's reaction to it is perhaps not as she literally culturally sensitive as we should have been. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. So that's it, guys. I'm so happy we made it through season one. Sam, can you believe we've done 12 episodes of this? I can't even believe it. It's like unreal. But I love it. I love talking with you about Sex and the City. Thankfully, do you think we should keep going or call it? I think we should keep I think we going. should try. I think, yeah. We'll give it a try. Yeah. And, you know, the only way to go is up. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Not only to this episode, but for this, the experiment that was season one of this podcast and also this show. Yes. As we've promised, it's going to get better. Our takes are going to be hotter. Our opinions are going to be stronger just because the show's better. Yeah. We hope you'll join us again next week for our recap of the season two premiere, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. And check out other podcasts from The Dip, TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, Slut Pig Podcast, But Now We Said It, and of course, Hot Off the Mess. Sam's doing great work over there about all the housewives we are in a great time of housewives right now so make sure you listen to her recaps and follow us online you can find me at clewis 1219 on instagram only sam where are you on instagram i'm at bravo historian and on twitter i'm at take your zoloft so she's finally got that prescription back yep. up Whew, thank god we will talk to you soon bye, bye. You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, oh. 